Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello loves and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. It just so happens to be a coincidence that we've had back-to-back episodes with past clients of mine because today we are joined by another incredible woman that I've had the honor of working with and her name is Miriam Dendunen. (laughs) She lives in the Netherlands and the reason I invited her to come onto the podcast today is because she signs contracts that are well over $80,000, $100,000, $120,000. In fact, they're in euro, so they're actually more than that. Because she goes into corporations and companies at a very high level and coaches the management teams and the people within the company and even the CEOs on how they can better develop as a leader. She helps support them through blocks and mindset stuff that's coming up for them. And so (laughs) needless to say, she's running a very, very successful business as a coach in a different field that a lot of us coaches never even entertain or are maybe even aware of. And so I wanted her to come onto the podcast to talk about her experiences, how she even got into signing these kinds of contracts, where she finds these clients, or should I say where they find her, and what it feels like from a money mindset perspective for her to even hold space negotiating contracts that are very, very, very high. And some of the mindset beliefs, specifically money mindset beliefs that she's worked on within herself to feel safe receiving that kind of money and to do so without, with no longer, I should say, because this wasn't always the case, sacrificing her well being, which is just so important. So, this conversation is probably gonna be really fascinating for so many of you because I think it's gonna open your eyes to just how much abundance could be available for you in the coaching world. Even I felt inspired walking away from the conversation thinking, hmm, maybe there's something in this for me to look more into. So without further ado, welcome Miriam to the podcast. very excited to be joined by somebody who I feel like I know very well because we happen to have worked together uh, in a one-to-one capacity, mastermind capacity, group coaching program, all the things. I've been everywhere. Was it, I think it was for about two years we worked together, I want to say, or in that space of time, about two years. Yeah. And not only is it so much fun for me to get to have these kinds of deep dive conversations with people that I know or previous clients, because so much goodness comes from them that we can share, but also because you coach in a capacity that, as I was just saying before we hit record, I don't think a lot of people understand or even know is available to them. And you've stepped into this incredible role through your coaching that 
allows you to access a lot of abundance. (laughs) Absolutely. And so we're going to talk all about that in detail. But before we do, you've been a coach for many, many years. I would just love for you to share a little bit about your journey in being where you are today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a coach for almost 20 years. (laughs) So I'm one of the coaching dinosaurs, maybe even. No, like let's not use the word dinosaur, like coaching elite. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's better. (laughs) You were here before we were using Instagram for clients. Like you're an OG. (laughs) Yeah, even before emailing, it was still with a fax machine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did have mobile phones though. So. <laughs> so yeah, I started I started my journey stepping out of uh, out of a sales job. I was always in, in marketing and sales and stepping into the world of learning and development. So for 2 years I was working with an organization where I was responsible for all their um, educational contracts. And I found out that I was really good at finding out what clients need, what organizations need, where their pain points are, creating a beautiful program around it. I found the greatest trainers and coaches to help them, beautiful locations to do this. And then I thought, this could be my own company for sure. So 20 years ago, I said, okay, I'm going to do this for myself. And I uh, really took a, a leap of faith to decide that this is what I wanted to do. And also the maybe even the, the, the feeling that it was somehow going to be my journey because there was nothing that I ever planned before to become a business owner or to really step up and do these things for my own. But within two or three months, one of the biggest clients uh, from a huge corporation in the Netherlands knocked on my door and said, okay, we uh, want to work with you. We have the feeling that you can give us the solution that we are looking for. Are you ready to uh, to step on uh, on a call with us? And I said, yeah, that's okay. And that ended up in, in a 14-year contract wow. um, where we were um, the providers of all the education for over 715 um, shops, drugstores, and all the people that were working within those drugstores. So that meant that we were training for 40 weeks per year and five days per week. So there was a a huge contract. Mm. And that was one of the first business deals that I had in my own organization. Um, So my organization grew bigger and bigger and bigger. I had uh, about five or six people in my office, beautiful office in near Amsterdam. I had... Up until 20 freelance trainers working for me every week. And I was not really happy. Mm. I was really aware of the fact that people were financially depending on me. That there were so many families depending on the income that I created within my business. And that that took a toll at a certain moment. So I really crashed into a burnout. Mm. And at that moment, I had the belief that burnout was for losers. That was really my go-to sentence. So I couldn't believe that it was happening to me. But afterwards, I realized that I've been out of alignment way too long. And that was what, what really took away all my energy. So after two or three months in my burnout, I 
made the choice to find out what would really light me up, what would really give me the energy to do the things that I wanted to do. That was about 15 years ago. So then I also started my um, uh, coaching education. So I did my, my master's on NLP, timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. And I tweaked my organization around. I couldn't, of course, I could not just say from one day to the other, okay, I'm going to kick everybody out and find new contracts. But I, I turned it around into the organization that I wanted and with all the work that I I wanted to do. And that was way more focusing on personal development, on the one-to-one coaching, on team and group programs within organizations. Up until the moment about five years ago where I had the feeling, okay, it's time for a next up level. And that was the moment where I decided it's my work is going to be for management teams, C-level managers and CEOs. Mm. And that is the level of people that I want to work with because of the influence that they have within the organizations and also because of my external outlook in their organizations, which can give them a lot of new insights for themselves and also the part where I can be the reflection partner, where I can be the person that they can be vulnerable with, because especially for CEOs, it's difficult to find a place where you can be really vulnerable because everybody's looking at you and they expect you to know it all and do it all and show the the trust to, to your employees. So that's a place where they can really be safe with me. And that is the, the thing that I've created over the years. And really finding what I love to do, stepping away from that huge company with all the people in it, but really finding what was my energy and what would make me happy. Mm, there's so many questions I have. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people are really clear on the kind of coaching that you do now, what does that look like? Because I know you still sign big contracts when it comes to corporations. Absolutely. So there's there's one part of uh, leadership development that is a that's a part where I work with management teams mm-hmm. and with the struggles that they have. And often these are programs that are running for one or two or three years. Mm. And I work with the the upper level, so the the management team, the CEO, the board within certain uh, organizations. And there is the the one-to-one coaching with each individual and also the group sessions to find out where they can improve their cooperation, communication, the working with their teams, the um, visionary building for their future organization and all the elements in there. And the funny part is it's a mixture of working with groups and working with individuals. And that's something that I really love, but it's also something that they need because on the one-to-one coaching, it's really about what is what is stopping you, what is holding you back, where are your triggers, what are the elements that either annoy you in certain behavior or stop you from stepping up or speaking your truth. And working with groups is way more on what is the group energy that is there, what are the struggles that people deal with within the company and is it something that they share? Normally not, because normally they are in a kind of a workspace. We have something to do. We have uh, several topics on the agenda. These are, are the topics that we're going to talk about. And we hardly talk about 
how are we working together and how is our interaction and how can we improve that? Yeah. So especially for the, these parts, that is where I step in, mostly about behavior, mostly about mindset. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, they are so unaware of their own behavior and of their own values and of their own beliefs. But within each and every interaction, they take themselves within that interaction. So they have mm-hmm. to be aware of who they are and what their struggles are, because that is what they take into a one-to-one meeting, into working with their teams. And you can easily say, okay, the other person is not doing what I want them to do. Mm. because that is often the feeling when we talk about leadership are you going to teach me how I can make other people do (laughs) what I want them to do and then I said no I'm going to make you aware of what you do why they do not react and that's something completely different yeah the part that I love about this one of the parts I love about this is that you're an example that you you get to share that these big companies that you're working with are prioritizing and investing in mindset work. Like that's everything that you're doing with them. And I think in sharing that you're, you're helping break some beliefs and helping people carve some new ideas or pathways as to what they can even be doing as a coach, because it's not true that people don't invest in mindset work. Take this as a real life example, that big corporations, we're talking about like Companies with many levels are having you come in and literally focus on mindset, not just with their CEOs, but with their entire teams. And that's huge. Yeah. The funny thing is they will never ask for mindset because they don't think that that is the topic. And most of the time that is the reality. That is where the struggle is. And and that's so funny. So they will come with Um, the interaction is not working or the team is not doing what they should do or they're not taking on ownership. These are often the questions that they share. And then I dive into, okay, but what is the the energy that is underneath not doing something? And that is often where the mindset is because some people simply believe that or they have the feeling that they don't trust somebody else, or they have the idea that they are not good enough themselves, so they will not speak up. Or there are so many personal elements completely on the <laughs> on the topic of mindset that are their real problem, but they will never, I have never had one phone call that said, okay, can you help me? We have a mindset problem. <laughs> <laughs> so how do they find you? And, and what do they think that they're specifically coming to you for? They find me most of the time uh, either through LinkedIn or because somebody has worked with me before within one of the other organizations or they have a friend or a colleague or another company in their friend zone that will tell them about oh but if that is something that you're looking for then you really need to go to Miriam Mm -hmm. what they really come to me for is everything that has to do with leadership leadership Mm -hmm. development and that is that's a big word but that's often one of the questions I want to develop my my leadership okay (laughs) or my leadership team has to improve okay and the other elements especially on 
the one-to-one coaching, a lot of questions are either from business owners that run their business for about two or three years and want to level up and really trying to find a way to do that. Um, Or people who are in the business for way longer, but they feel that every now and then they hit a kind of a wall, don't know how to go through that or past that, or uh, and really want to work on their strategies, on their blocks, on the things that hold them back. Mm. So it's often often the question is created out of pain um, because there is some kind of struggle. Something is not working. Some interactions are not okay. The last few years, several companies were struggling with the fact that they were so successful that their business was growing enormously. So within a company that I'm, I'm working with at the moment has created their business in four years, almost five years now, and they have uh, a yearly revenue of $40 million. And they simply don't know how to grow their business, but also be good at managing their business, be good at taking on leadership and and all the qualities that, that are needed for these kinds of things. Do you work with these bigger corporations for many years sometimes at a time? Like I believe one of the contracts you have right now is for a few months, but then there are other contracts I've heard you speak about where there's for three years or five years. So I'm curious, what does your day-to-day life look like? And, and how do you manage that? Because it is still on your terms. It's still you deciding whether or not you want to work with these people. So for people who this all feels like brand new, who are just used to the one-to-one coaching or the standard way we've seen coaching happen over the last few years, give us a, a screenshot into what your life actually looks like doing this. Oh, my life is a mess. <laughs> no. No, I I created the business in the way that I want it to be. So that means that I found out during my burnout that I'm not capable of having the group interactions five days a week. Mm. So that means that I've decided that the group interactions will be there for a maximum of two days a week. And that means that I have often I have one or a half day, a CEO day where I create my own business. And All the other elements are either one-to-one coaching or I'm doing sales interviews or trying to find new clients or contact the people who are contacting me to uh, see where their problems or their needs are, creating offers, because that is something completely different within the business world. You really have to be able to create a solid offer before they agree upon working with you. Mm. So that's also also a part of uh, of the the administration part that has to be there. Um, And definitely I will keep on working with organizations as long as it feels okay for me. Within my field of expertise, you also have a lot of consultancy firms that do kind of the same work. And they create a program where organizations will always depend on the other organizations. So they, they kind of stuck together and cannot let go anymore because then a part of their business is not running anymore. And that is something that I, from from the first time that I started it, I said, I don't want any organization to be depending on me. They come to me whenever they have to struggle. That is what I, what I help them with. That's also the moment where I can let them go. Mm-hmm. 
And for some reason, many of them don't want to go. So they, they come back and I hold space for them because I want them to come back because they're as soon as you, it's, it's the same with the mindset work. You, you can totally relate, I believe, that you have cleared out certain things then you feel like, oh, this is great and this is going to be okay. And, oh, now I'm cured, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new reality. And, and within that new reality, there can be new mindset blocks popping up and you have to deal with these then and there because these things pop up whenever you are ready. And also within an organization, the new things will pop up whenever they are ready to deal with new things. And then I'm there for them because I also know the organization for quite some time. Um, and if it doesn't feel aligned, I have a great network where I can point them at other people within my network that might be a better fit for them. But yeah, we're looking back at it. I have never had a client in all those 20 years that was just with me for a one-off session. Somehow they always come back. And the funny thing is also working with a lot of other people for some of the, the training programs I use, training actors. They always share with me there is something different in the groups that when you work with them and we come into the, these groups, these are always people that are ready and willing to try something else. The, these are the people who are open for feedback, really want to try something new. So there is something that I'm doing within those groups, and I don't know exactly what I'm doing because obviously it's that natural that I also don't want to dive in and really find out what's going on. Um, but there is something that happens within the group why also people really love to come back and get new insights, new information. And yeah, so long-term deals for sure. <laughs> yeah, we are so available for long-term contracts. <laughs> um, so do you coach five days a week? Do you coach with multiple companies five days a week? Yep. What does that look like then when it comes to your own boundaries and your capacity or I should say maybe how you make it feel safe within yourself to hold that capacity at that level. Um, I have put clear boundaries in, in my planning. So before 10 and after 4, there's never going to be a coaching session. I've also looked at where my energy is in the best power. And that's always for me somewhere in the morning between 10 and 2 so that if I do have to do the, the sales calls or important things, I always plan them within my energy time. And I also take out every six weeks, I take out one whole week because that's just my week wherever I want to do the things that I want to do. I love that. How do you create that kind of a boundary when you do manage so many companies and and when you are working at that level to say every six weeks this is just a me week um I simply tell them that I already have an appointment and that's true because I have the appointment with myself wow to take care of myself that's amazing that just gives me chill what happens on those weeks for yourself sometimes nothing what? <laughs> I really love those moments where I do not have to, to have an alarm in the morning, where I can easily walk my dog, where I can uh, visit a city with my kids, where I 
simply can plan and do whatever I like to do. And some of the days it's it's Netflix for a whole day just because that's what I feel like. And other moments it's really going out, visiting friends, uh, going for dinner, creating a, a, a great uh, afternoon with fun things. Mm. Um, so it's it's always something different and never planned. Because to be honest, I'm not a real planner. So <laughs> the things that I have to plan within my business, for me, it's okay to have some kind of structure in there. But especially for those moments where there's nothing and nobody else needs me at that moment, then those weeks are are open for anything. And to be honest, if there is some kind of, of emergency I'm always ready and willing to to open up a moment during that week. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing, it have, it never happens. So you know the contrast. I know from the work we've done together how intense that burnout was for you versus to hear somebody talk now about every six weeks of an entire week dedicated to their well-being. It's night and day. So for somebody who maybe can't imagine being able to create that boundary or who does feel like they're constantly doing or they are on the verge of creating a business that's just really not in alignment with them, what words would you have for them being where you are now and knowing what you know now? Definitely the burnout for me was a a tough lesson. Um, But it also made me really aware of the fact and a lot of people say it, and, and then it's kind of a, a hollow phrase. But if you are not able to take care of yourself, you cannot t- take care of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I can easily, easily push myself. I'm really strong at mind over body. So my mind can tell me you can continue. And my body is like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, and I really started to listen to what I need in order to be in the right energy, to be in flow, to be at ease, because that was that was the tension that I so often felt that I had to keep on doing, keep on pushing, doing more, never enough. Um, there was always a kind of a little voice in the back of my head that was telling me to do more, work harder show up more and then I at a certain moment I thought okay but if I'm that exhausted then I cannot be there for anybody else and I really want to be there for myself because I am my own priority nobody else will make me a priority if I don't make myself a priority so that's that's something that you have to believe in that the part of the work that you do and I really really love the work that I do so therefore it's easy to to put in all my weeks and all my hours, but I also really love myself and and I want to be okay in the things that I'm doing. So therefore, I have to take care of myself. And those every uh, six weeks, one week off, it's not like it feels like, oh, that's easy to do because there are so many things that have to be done that I can also push that into the, yeah. the week off. So I have to be really mindful about the fact that, no, this is about me, about my energy, about me taking care of myself. So it's it always is, is a conscious reminder. Yeah. And it's also a conscious choice because you can be busy in your work easily 25, 
52 weeks a year, <laughs> 25 weeks a year, that would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to talk a little bit about money mindset because that's a lot of the work that we did together. But before we do, I do want to share a little bit more about what this avenue might look like for somebody who's interested. So can we talk a little bit around the money aspect of this? Like it might be mind boggling for some people to even hear what these contracts might be worth. (laughs) So let's just be transparent (laughs) if you feel comfortable sharing. What does that look like? What would that path look like? And that contract even look like for somebody? It's completely different if you do a leadership program for quite some time or that you do the one-to-one sessions. But for uh, my leadership program, it's a a 13-week program and that will cost organizations between the 40,000 and 60,000 euros. So just so everyone knows, four zero and six zero, not 14 and 16, four zero. Yeah. And for the uh, one-to-one coachings with the CEO, that depends on, on the minimum is for six months. And a lot of them ask for more than six months because in the six months, it's, we're, we're only starting. And that's a price between the 80 and 120 euros, thousand euros. I was like, wait, <laughs> you need to add the thousand to the end <laughs> So I'm just going to reflect back to you and to everyone listening. You just said that contracts are being signed with you for 13 weeks. Some of them, 13, like we're talking around that level of time because we know some of them have to be created for that specific company in mind. But we're talking 40 to 60,000 and we're talking a year-long potentially contract with a CEO for between 80,000 and 120,000 euros. Just so everyone's aware. This is probably going to blow some people's minds that mindset coaching can even be done on that level. Yeah, sure. I know you've been doing this for many, many years, but for somebody who is a light bulb is going off right now going, this is something that I know I'm capable of holding space for. Where do they even begin? And what would that even look like to begin? I think that the first step that you have to create for yourself is a program that will be really clear on what's the starting point and what will be the effect at the end of the program. And that is something that you are going to share with organizations, with clients. But the program has to be a really clear program because often they say, okay, I want to invest, but I want to, you can never talk about a real return on investment with with training and coaching, but they want to know what is going to be different after we have signed a contract with you. So what Mm. is going to be different afterwards? So the first element is be really clear about your specific element that you step into and creating with that, be clear about what is the problem that you solve within those organizations because they will come to you because they have a problem. They will not come to you because they have the idea that they simply want to spend money because that's not, the, <laughs> that's not their reality. 
they want a problem to be solved. So, so be clear about what is the problem that you solve and then use LinkedIn to talk about it. Make sure that you make connections and simply book in coffee dates with, uh, with a lot of people just to, for them to get to know you because also within, within huge organizations, it's still that people want to, to know, like, and trust you. That's no different from the, from the one-to-one coaching. So they want to know who you are and what you're going to help them with and in what way you are doing that, but also the energy that you bring. So make sure that you have the, the real life connections because that is when they will remember you. Mm-hmm. And even if you are not the person that they need at that moment, I've had several organizations in the past few years that I had been talking to and then COVID came and then another thing happened. But I kept on posting on LinkedIn, for instance, and then they came up with an issue. And the first thing, because every now and then I popped up in their feed, um, the first thing that I thought was, hey, we have to call Miriam because we have that question and we talked about it. And now I see it on LinkedIn as well. Mm. So that's that's the second step they have to do is make sure that people know that you are out there. Yeah. And that you tell them what you can do for them so that they can find you as well. Yeah. I think it's really refreshing, to be honest, to hear you talk about using LinkedIn and the way in which clients come to you and continue to come back to you. Because I think we've become a little bit laser focused on the social media world. And for some people, it feels like unless they're posting every day, that's the only way that they're going to grow or scale a sustainable business. But actually, when we pan out, there are coaches doing other things and there are businesses and CEOs looking for answers in other places. And it's okay to give yourself permission to think outside of the box. And I just love the fact that you're finding these huge contracts on LinkedIn. And it's important that we go down the avenue and we market ourselves in a way that does feel aligned and authentic for the type of work that you're doing. Absolutely. Last year, I got a phone call from an organization I've never heard of before. The first thing that they said, okay, we've been reading your bio on LinkedIn. We saw several of your posts and we know that you are the person that we want to work with. And within two days, I closed a $50,000 deal. And I didn't have to to prove anything. I didn't have to, okay, I had to create a a great proposal for them, for sure. But there was an instant connection of, we know that you are the one that we need. And that is a beautiful way where where you can use LinkedIn to show who you are, Mm -hmm. tell what you do, because then people can already connect with you even before they have ever met you. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do this through LinkedIn. It was through relationships. But a couple of years ago, was it couple, maybe more than a couple of years ago, actually, I signed a corporate client and it was an incredible experience to go down that route. I wasn't even actively seeking it. It really honestly came to me. And I like was like, okay, I'm going to, this is a growth edge for me. I'm going to hold space for this. But you're right. It is a different process. And for some, 
this could actually be quite liberating for them in their sales process in that it does require you yourself as the coach to be very, very clear on what you're offering. Because I think people need to know businesses have the money to invest in this. Not only do they have it, but some of them are required to invest in this. Like there has to be a budget put aside for growth and development and mindset work. But you're right, they have the money. So it's not, they're not think of it, think coming at it from a place of maybe a fear of investing or what it means for them if they were to invest this kind of money, like maybe you would just signing a 5K contract with a one-to-one person. But in order for it to work for them, they have to be able to go to their higher-ups or even just them themselves and know what it is that they're investing in. And that was the growth edge for me in actually mapping out a proposal in that way and going, hey, these are like the hours that are involved. This is what's required. This is the travel budget for me to come to you. Like all of these different things. I was like, wow, this is a whole new level. And the funny thing is, even here in the Netherlands, I see the new people, the new hires stepping into organization and they have chosen the organization because it invests in their employees. Education budget for each and every employee. And that's the reason why they wanted to work at that company. So therefore, there there's definitely money in those organizations. And the thing is, is that they they do have to have clarity on what you are offering so if you are going to step in there and say okay but I'm the person and you can call me for all kinds of problems like sales problems and leadership problems and communication problems and HR problems and so hey come to me and I can solve everything and nobody will believe you Mm. you have to be a specialist at a certain element and then you can easily step in and it can be the higher, if, if you look at my program, it has the higher level of, of leadership. And there definitely is a lot of communication in there. There are the difficult uh, talks with, with your employees. So there's an HR element in there. It is about strategy. So there's a strategy in element in there. But the, the, the big umbrella is leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, on some of that applies for all of us, really. Like we have to be clearer nowadays more than ever, I think, on what it is that we're solving, what it is that we're supporting with. It does not mean that we are stuck to that. I mean, you know this from my coaching. It wasn't that we only ever talked about money. In fact, I'm sure when we get into it, you'll share that it was more, many other many other topics involved within that core subject. But you're right. And let's let, even if you're not going to go down this route, maybe this is a really valid exercise for everyone to get super clear on. If they're finding that there is some stuck energy around their marketing right now, or if they're finding that people aren't easily investing in them, maybe this is an opportunity for clarity for you to get really clear on what is your program? What is it that you're supporting somebody with? And I do this with all my one-to-one clients. It's so important that you know what that structure is going to look like and what that journey is going to look like, even though you may never even have to share that on your sales call, but you're going to show up with an energy that is very different, even though as you found as well, I could have 12 weeks of 
modules, let's say, that I want to work with you on, the client is going to come to you with what they need to work on in that session. You having that confidence allows somebody to have confidence in you, whether it's a 5K contract or a 100K contract, as you've experienced. Yeah, and, and the thing is that the first moment when you make that decision, for me, it really felt like, oh, but I'm going to leave out all kinds of opportunities. So now I'm, I'm focusing on leadership and on CEO coaching. And that means that I'm not doing a lot of other things. So I'm, at the moment, I'm not doing sales trainings and I'm not doing client engagement uh, training sessions. And the first element was like, oh, then I will not have the clients coming in to this part of my business. And that's true because you don't <laughs> offer that anymore. On the other hand, when Ever people are telling me right now, okay, whenever we have a leadership question, we know that you are the go-to person. For me, that really feels like, yep, I made definitely the right decision because it's the topic that really lights me up. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud whenever they say you are the go-to person because yeah. then I have been really clear that that is my field of expertise. Yeah. So asking yourself, if someone were to hire me as the go-to, what would that go-to be? And is that clear right now? Yeah. Let's talk about money because I love talking about money in a (laughs) a holistic and abundant way. You, It would probably give some people sweaty palms and butterflies in their stomach to hear you talk about the contracts that you're signing. If you had told my past self that I would have signed the contract that I did at the multiple five figures that I experienced, I would have thought that that was crazy. But money mindset work really supported me in embracing that and holding that capacity. What has that meant for you? And what does it look like or feel like for you to be even holding space for that level of money? The funny thing is, I I was reflecting on that this afternoon. Because at the moment that I started to work with you, um, there was a reason why I stepped into the money mindset part of business. That was the moment, I believe it was the second year of COVID. And during COVID, my complete organization and all my clients, it all crashed down. So from from running a multi-figure business to literally zero. Because a lot of the organizations said, okay, so uh, for us, it was in in March that all the doors were closed. They said, okay, so it's going to be for one or two months, so we will just postpone the training. And then they said, okay, we will push it over the summer. It will be September. And then it was, oh, we will wait till January. And for me, it was like, whoa, what are we going to do? So the first reason for me to, to step into the money mindset work was because I found out that there started to be an element of fear around money, which I had never experienced because it was always there. Mm. My business was always running and all of a sudden it was not there anymore. So that was the, was the first element where I realized, oh, this is not something that I can easily rely on or, or maybe even trust up until the moment where I within our sessions, found out that the trust element had nothing to do with money, but everything with what I believed. And then we worked through a lot of obstacles that were holding me back from stepping back into my energy and back into the light and 
really sharing my story of what my business is doing and and the choices that I've made and why you should come to me because I really got kind of in a freeze during during COVID, not knowing what to do anymore. You weren't in the place that you are now of absolutely not. about money the way you do, or even even like the if you if you, I'm laughing, but like if you had heard yourself now that two years ago, you would have been like, what? Because it was a very, you were in a very different space. And so I think because people have heard this journey of like the 20 year experience, they might think, well, it's always been available to you. So of course you have an abundant mindset, but that was not the place that you were in. Absolutely not. No, no. And, and part that I didn't tell yet is that I'm a single mom. Mm. My kids are 24 and 21 right now so also for the single moms out there yes it's possible to end your your own business and and raise two kids and we'll have to do another podcast episode all on that because it's like (laughs) (laughs) but that also felt for me felt like okay so now there's no money coming in how can I support my kids and and that was there was really an element of, I don't know what to do anymore. By working through these elements and finding out that I was my my biggest block, there also came up a lot of stories from the past, things that were told from a younger age, things that I learned along the way that all of a sudden got triggered. Mm. where the feeling like oh so it was all kind of abundant and all and all of a sudden it crashed down hey that was something that happened to my grandma many many years ago so there's going to be my next story and I'm going down the same route as as she did and I was not not aware of it so we worked through these elements and up until the moment where I always believed that the, the the element of success, closing new deals, uh, making sure that the money was there would feel like firework and champagne and, and high energy. And, and at a certain moment, the new clients came in, I closed the new deals and it felt like it was my new normal. It felt so... Mm-hmm. At ease, it felt so grounded. That was the moment I can can completely go back to the call that we had at that moment that I said, it doesn't feel like high energy and I want to celebrate and jump up and down. It feels just like, wow, it is here. It's right here, right now. It's embodied abundance. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the funny thing is now it just feels like there is trust around money. I'm still being aware of the fact that I, I am a money manager and have to manage the things and the money that's coming in. But there's never that fear anymore that is not coming in enough, even down to the fact that last month I simply turned down a business deal of 130K. Mm-hmm. Because I want everyone to know as she says this, like she's so proud of herself. <laughs> yep. Simply because it didn't feel aligned. Yeah. It was not the right decision. And I can tell you, if we hadn't do, done the, the money mindset work, I would definitely have said yes to a hundred and thirty thousand mm-hmm. euro deal. Definitely. 
And everything in my body, my head was still like, mm, maybe, maybe we should do that. And my body was like, no, no, we're not going to do it. And I turned it down, told them to make me a better offer. And for me, at that moment, it was simply like, okay, I'm going to let it go. If they come back to me and they offer me something better, then I still can say yes or no. If they do not come back to me, then that's also okay. And, and that's a great feeling. Within every sale that I do, there's never the push behind it that it has to be a winning sale because I need the money or it has to, I, I want to close the deal because what I offer will help them. And because I offer a great amount of value, that is what they pay for. But that's something different than stepping into a sales meeting where you have the feeling like, oh, but now they have to say yes, because now I want to have that money. So it is on a subconscious level, mm-hmm. thinking back before, why did you feel that you constantly needed that? Why did you feel that you had to push to constantly have more? Because it felt like it could always run away. Yeah, it was always it was always it could always go away or it could always be taken away was the belief. Yeah. And so just to really highlight, because so many women can resonate with this, is that while there was money coming in like 10 or so years ago, it was coming at the expense of something. So there was money coming in, but there was the belief that because it might be taken away at any moment, you had to constantly be pushing and fighting and pushing and fighting Absolutely. until it was taken away so that you could finally do the inner work. Yeah. But as we were building that back up for you, we obviously looked at some of the beliefs around the way that you were very much resisting having work coming in, even though that was something that you desired, which was fascinating to unravel on a subconscious level because it did not feel safe in your nervous system to sign the kind of contracts that you're now signing. And understandably so, it had come at the expense of something. There was the belief that it's either going to happen again in the same way, or I'm going to have to do this and I'm going to be burnt out as a result of it. So of course, why would you want the money? Yeah, and it it was definitely the feeling like it's one or the other. So, or I'm going to take care of myself and then I have to deal with the fact that there's not enough money. Yeah. Or I have to push myself over all my boundaries, knowing for sure that there will be a burnout one day, but there will be money. So that that was a kind of a a mental crash when I felt like, okay, so now there there are new clients coming in and no, I don't really want them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So why do you feel money mindset work is so important? First of all, because it, shows you how your own mind is playing tricks on you, how your own beliefs hold you back, um, how the the things that you've been taught around money, around work, around all these elements, you have to figure out for yourself what they mean and not not by the the words that were were either I won't say they were they were really put on you, but Model to you, maybe. Yeah, model to you. Yeah. So, so there was an, an an example of you will never die when you work really hard. So that was one of the sayings in my family. Mm. And then I felt like, okay, so if you if you slow down and if you take it easy, then simply you will just not have enough money. And 
finding out through money mindset work that that is what is your old history, what is holding you back, what is also stopping you from growing your business, but also stopping you from really connecting to others. Mm. I believe that that is the reason why why everybody should do the the mindset work and this combination with money mindset then that's great but also the mind, <laughs> mindset work in general yeah where I can definitely relate to the fact that that when money is a struggle it's easier to go to a money mindset coach because you have the feeling like oh that's what their what their expertise is um, and we've talked about so, so, so many other things besides money that also mm-hmm. affects the way that you interact, that you grow your business, that you deal with your own energy, with your own alignment, finding out who you really want to be and what you really want to do and how you can shine in, in your own business, in your f- field of expertise. Yeah. These are all kinds of elements that we also worked on. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing to see you standing in your power now because it feels like night and day. So (laughs) my final question is just around you holding capacity for such large contracts. What would you share with somebody who's mind blown that they could even have a a year long contract at a hundred K in their business? First of all, if if you do not know how to do it, please reach out because I, I can definitely support you with creating this kind of business and know, know that it is out there. If the a lot of people step out of the, the corporate world and start their own business because they do not like the corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> um, would I ever go back into the corporate world? Don't think so. But it's so amazing to add these things of which you know that are missing within a corporate world. So each and every time when I work with a group and afterwards they say, okay, we noticed a difference for ourselves, but also our team is noticing something else and the energy in the organization is changing and people are happier because I've been working with with about 10 people, but then I get a response of 50 people that are happier. For me, that's the feeling like, yeah, you definitely can change something in in the corporate world. So if you stepped out, started your own business because you hated the corporate world, find out what you can change over there. You know for sure what is lacking. Yeah. You as a coach have the capabilities to step in and offer what is not there. Yeah, And also the lucky part for you to never be completely in that organization, but also be the fly on the wall and just witness whatever, everything is happening and never have to be the complete energy of the employee. Mm. But you can influence so, so many things. You can definitely improve the corporate world yeah. with things that you're doing for sure. I love that take of going and transforming and transmuting something that maybe you felt was a negative or something that was so lacking for you and and using it to change and being that value. That's just such an abundant way of looking at it. Thank you so much for sharing. There's probably a hundred other questions that I could ask, (laughs) but we're already over time. So before we say goodbye, where would you like people to come and find you and learn more about you and the ways you can support them? 
You can definitely find me on Instagram. That's miriam.biz. And you can find me on LinkedIn, Miriam Dendunen. That's maybe harder to find, but we will put it in the in the comments below. Yes, we'll put it in the show uh, notes and spell it out for everyone. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so that is where where you can find me, and and definitely reach out if you want to know more. Um, if you have a question that we didn't answer yet within within this podcast, so I'm more than happy to. Uh, to uh, give you new insights and uh, and tips to start also a beautiful business that I'm running at the moment. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your light with the world today. You're welcome. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.